Hello there, and welcome to the Uncensored Fitness Podcast, brought to you by hosts Gargle Martin and Sean Gallagher, where we talk about everything fitness, health, and mindset. In this first episode, we discuss home workouts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, and thank you very much. Yeah, I suppose home workouts, um, they're, they're becoming quite popular now uh, lately, given the circumstance of lockdown and the whole apprehensive nature of people with um, coronavirus and that. Uh, what's your thoughts on or advice on working out at home and bodyweight exercises that people could incorporate? So... The biggest thing what I find about it is, and I've noticed it with a lot of kind of my clients and even just people in general chit chat during lockdown. I myself, from my own opinion, would find bodyweight exercises are essential for the beginning because, especially even for younger clientele, there's a lot of people aren't even fit to do bodyweight squats for a, a period of time. Like if I asked somebody to do a hundred air squats, they could struggle sometimes, but then they're starting off day one doing a plan of all right 50 kgs on your on your shoulders you know so in my opinion I suppose from kind of my background I would have felt it's it's essential in a lot of ways and I've seen a lot of people benefit a lot especially from the GA background during lockdown to be honest man because it's they've really built up that kind of a general core strength and they've realized this is a lot harder than we think and everybody's trying to always think they're just focusing on the weights the weights the weights it's really i suppose to put it in a positive light lockdown and covid19 has been a massive help in the training sense for people to realize oh well maybe i need to really focus on just moving my own body rather than jumping in and hopping under a bar at 100 kg or 50 kg and i suppose suffering a lot more and like not having a good balance in place so I, I, I'd be a big, big fan of bodyweight plans, but as I say, they have their purpose and they bring you a certain distance. So it's, there, it's, it's down to the person at the end of the day. Like, yes, everybody can be doing bodyweight work, but once you have a good kind of training age or a balance there, they, they serve their purpose. Yeah, know? I suppose uh, there's a lot of self-awareness now, I suppose myself included, like transitioning from doing a lot of free weights and that and going back more to doing the body weight stuff that like just because you're repping out whatever does not translate to you can do 50 push-ups no bother or whatever your 50 squats like there's a big difference between as you said squatting the barbell with x amount of weight versus doing body weight squats like you can fucking wreck yourself with oh it's yeah it's it's massive the difference like even i suppose a lot of people i'd find it and i suppose i see it with a lot of clients there and i've often talked to yourself about it in the past of oh well i've read up this on dr google or i've looked at this on instagram of sure if i can do squats three squats at 50 kgs surely i'll have no bother blasting out air squats but the difference is, I suppose, you're trying to hold your technique and your balance, whereas a lot of the time people are moving that way rather than moving it correctly. So it's 
it's a massive difference. But I've seen during lockdown, I suppose, bringing that more emphasis into their single leg work as well, where they could have been they could have been lifting a hundred kg, hundred and twenty kg in their back squat, and then they could you could ask them to do a Bulgarian split squat, and they could be they could be ready to calve after three or four. Like they just <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's totally, but it's, it's so funny to see it. And you wonder, and people, it, I suppose it knocks some people, but I suppose anybody with a good attitude can realise, wow, it's unbelievable to see the difference of how strong some people can be on two legs and just how non-existent the strength can be on one leg sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's madness. Um, I suppose that kind of, that's kind of a good way to segue into what kind of, so you're working out at home, we'll just give the... I suppose we'll go with the kind of general idea that you you have a house and a back garden. Like I know everyone's different. Like I I was uh, working out in an apartment, so we'll come to that in a bit. But uh, we'll go with the idea that you're you have a house and you have your back garden, so you have room to to do stuff. What kind of uh, exercises would you be uh, recommending first to people who are uh, starting to work out at home. So the main, the main gist of what I seen with people during lockdown. So I was I was quite lucky to the sense of I I learned a lot during lockdown. Of I had a good range of playing. So prime example, I says one morning I literally had a fifty six year old woman that has done little to no exercise the past ten fifteen years. Suffers a lot with pains in her knees. So. A simple way to break it down for her is the fact that as long as you just have a yoga mat or even cushions to cover your knees or your back on the floor, I suppose just basically your couch items and a chair, really. A yoga mat is optional. Look, it's not important, but look, it's a good thing to have. But it's just that why, why I say the chair, because if you're going to be doing movement work or even what I try to bring up, a little bit of single leg work for people to help build up that balance, it's just that kind of a safety blanket to have there because, yes, some people might say, oh, well, it's an extra help to start doing kind of even squats with a chair, but oh, you're I... still doing the movement. Look, it's the same as yeah. kind of, yeah, I suppose squatting in the, squatting in the, I can't even think of the name of the rack. Uh, now. Yeah, sure. It's the same, same as doing your box squats or your using the, using the chair or what, the bench. And sitting down yeah. and doing your box squats, like it's it's I it's a good way to build up the depth. I think using that it's, chair, it's, oh, it's it's brilliant. But I suppose it's what I do find it, and what I'm trying to say to a lot of people is because the big thing and the big eye opener for me with lockdown is I have I'll be honest, I haven't done a huge lot of online work with people because I've always I've looked to be more look hands on, always be there be in front of the person and show them how to readjust. So it was a big learning curve for me too, but trying to figure out with people, the household items. So it cuts out that excuse of, well, oh sure, I would have loved to have done squats. But I, I can't do squats in the house. I don't have an area or I don't have a big wide open space, you know? So the idea of I have no time, you know, and I don't have the facilities or the equipment. So everybody, I suppose, well, I speak in normal terms. I'm sure almost everybody has tables and chairs or couches in their house or they have something they sit on, essentially. So they can, you're just 
standing up and sitting down on the couch straight away if you've done no work. That's that's a great one to even do just for seven days. And uh, if you did that fucking differences. If you did uh, ten or twenty reps of that, you'd fairly know about it. I'll tell you. Even even what I had people doing, I was I was just just five by fives. Do five, take a rest for as long as you need to, and repeat that for five sets. And even the sets himself, I could feel it. It says I, I could feel it in the legs now and the arse, as they said the next day. So <laughs> look, it's it's always and it's the funny thing about it was, but people forget you're going from zero to one hundred in one day, and uh, everybody thinks, oh my god, that was really difficult, but they forget. I've been doing nothing, as they said, the last 26 years. And now I've tried to do 40 minutes of all I've worked. So that's, that's the simple things that some people do forget, I suppose. They overthink exercise a lot and they're realizing, geez, it shouldn't be that hard. You're thinking it's not hard, but your body has been conditioned to sit down, have biscuits and tea in the evening, not bash out a bit of a workout every evening, you know. So it's, that's the scary side of it. And people do forget that sometimes, as you know yourself, when you take a kind of a break or kind of doss about for a couple of days and then you go back to a, a big, dirty, heavy workout, it can, the body can be hating you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about building up the patience and resilience. But um, so outside, exactly. of, outside of then uh, your body weight squats or your chair box squats or your couch box, box squats, uh, what would you be, what would your next exercise then your go-to so the next the next movement that I always bring that on to for people is simply do everything with your body first and then just a bag of sugar there's one kg or a bottle of water there's 1.5 liters so you just I suppose use your normal household items I said the last thing I say to people is to be jumping on Dundee or jumping on Amazon and buying weight and spending a big load of money because this day and age, what I find with clients, and I'm probably going off on a tangent here, but the psychological side of it is massive also because they're already worrying that, well, I have to pay, I have to pay Sean to coach me. I need to make this money worthwhile. And then they're thinking, right, well, there's 300 quid worth of dumbbells and foam rollers and, you know, these resistance bands there. And then it's like, then this idea of, right, well, that's 300 quid in my account that I would have had for other things this month. So the psychological torment is what I find. So what I would always work it down of is build up the enjoyment first. That's what I always say to people. So you're always going to need your sugar. You're always going to need your bags of flowers or your milk or things. Use the household items first because if you still hate doing your squats and you're using two, two liter bottles of milk, it's a lot better than thinking well I hate doing these squats but I have to do it because I paid some company 100 quid or 200 quid so the last thing and you know it yourself the last thing I think people need to be building up is a hatred or that just that resentment to say well I've invested money into this I need to do it and it's just it's what seems to be happening to a lot of people as you probably know yourself you'd see well geez I hate doing the exercise but I have to do it because sure I paid the year's membership or I have to do it because I paid that PT, you know, there's there's just that kind of a bad attitude rather than, you know, rather than the idea of, like, it's, I love it because I don't do it until 12 o'clock at night when the kids are gone to bed and I have the house cleaned or I do it at four o'clock in the morning and there's nobody annoying me and the house is quiet, you know, that's, that's the kind of attitude I want to put across to people and 
the one good thing is it is working essentially. So it's kind of you know yourself each each to their own, but that's the way the finances of it as low as possible. And people probably say a personal trainer shouldn't be saying that. He should be saying spend, 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 keep working with me, keep working with me. But I think it does, it helps them a lot longer kind of down the line to people. If they're not, I suppose, if they're not under pressure of a big financial kind of investment from day one, whereas they can just slowly kind of build up an interest to it. And as you probably know yourself, a big point is there, you know, it takes 21 days to build up a habit. I suppose rather than calling it a habit, I suppose 21 days to build it into your lifestyle, whereas you go for your walk to get your steps up. Whereas, well, you do your 45-minute workout to feel better, you know? So, like, I suppose slowly incorporating it and not doing, trying to make drastic changes is the big one I find about it. Yeah, like, um, just that one you're going on about there, like, if, you know, your bottles of water, if, if you have a few empty ones, fill it up, they're just as good as your fucking 50-euro dumbbells or whatever the fuck you're spending or your kettlebells things like that using uh using the chairs again you can do your incline or your decline push-ups your your box squats you know using or, or even dips like start incorporating things like that there's no point going out and and fucking spending a load of money on stuff that's just going to be gathering dust or using it as a a doorstop, a glorified doorstop, or it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, so, um, I suppose then going back, uh, to it, like we've kind of, we've covered squats and we've, we've, I've kind of briefly covered there about, um, push-ups. What other exercises, bodyweight exercises would you kind of be pushing clients to do? Um, yeah, things like, um, your box squats and your, incline push-ups would you then be looking at things like um your burpees or what what was your next yeah. uh, go-to exercise be so really the way i always my basic basic uh, workout plan i suppose anybody that's listening they can take a look at my instagram johnny g fitness and they'll be able to see it or they just need to drop me an email but it's it's quite i always keep things quite simple of i suppose body weight squats glute bridge your push-up I suppose I try I always try to teach the strict push-up to start with so it's literally yeah, the elbows tight to the body so it really emphasizes the chest work and the actual push-up movement and then just your your lunges really to start with so it's I suppose the basic kind of accessory movement of getting the whole body working and then I always try to keep it as simple as possible so there's, I'm not going to ask somebody to start doing, um, to start doing dips or to start doing RDLs or something complex at the beginning because straight away that's kind of a, a get out of jail free card of, oh this is too hard, but they're translating it to, oh sorry that's I can't do that it's too difficult uh, just forget about it I'll I'll go I'll go and do something else or this isn't for me rather than yeah. when they can see the simple You're movements keeping. it makes it so much easier you know. Yeah, you're keeping away from the very specialized stuff that can kind of catch yeah. you off guard very easily. It just because the problem is, I suppose, if you don't love what you're doing, and I suppose, like, 
yourself and myself, we'd always find that people would laugh if they were seeing the likes of the screenshots and the messages we send to each other sometimes of different types of workouts and just the kind of the weird kind of personalities we have of thinking, oh my God, that's going to be savage crack to try or just the curiosity, I suppose, once once the kind of interest and growth for training kind of gets into your body, you just, you kind of develop a love for it. But so I suppose just to kind of give a quick run through of what my basic plan is there, sit up leg kicks. So that's really just to get the core, the core movement kind of working strong. So that's your mountain climbers, your high knees, your squats, your plank, your alternating lunges. And what I find great is I'm not getting too many messages back of, oh, how do I do that? Or whenever somebody WhatsApp backs me kind of technique videos, there's no, there isn't a huge pile of corrections to be made. It's just a lot of the time it's just showing people to kind of correct their shoulders and kind of switch their cores on and keeping their glutes contracted. So, it's a great one, I suppose, as a starter, I find, to actually develop that bit of an interest to see, well, maybe this isn't that hard, and oh, but maybe this is enjoyable, and I suppose, coming back to the psychology stuff again of, maybe I can actually do this, rather than the idea of, you know, people looking back at Instagram, well, I wouldn't be able to throw weight around, or, you know, like, do the hanging, hanging toe touches, and all these kind of, I suppose things that are 100% ahead of where you need to be looking but naturally enough people are always going to be thinking well if this girl can do it or that guy can do it why can't I do it you know so it's, at the end of the day it's always going to be part and parcel of it but as I say you have yeah, to take it one, 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 simple, one simple plan at a time <laughs> that's it but like uh, I suppose then what would your approach then be to in terms of the the style of training, like we've talked about exercises there, but then I suppose things like your, how intense are you working out? Are you going for these big hit workouts, these circuits and what kind of tempo are you then looking to, um, or so I suppose speed I, if you want. I, I essentially, I suppose, a lot of people probably give out to me in some ways, but I always try to provide a bit of a better service. I personalize it to each person. So I always give that kind of a week to 10 days at the beginning of, all right, you take this on board now and basically get your red pen out and absolutely annihilate it with, right? The guide is 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. You adjust that up to, right, 20 seconds work, 40 seconds rest, or... 40 seconds work, 20 seconds rest. And then I, I suppose I always bring the ideal gauge of three to four uh, three to four sets. And then you're working as hard as you can. So I'm never going to put down to say, I need you to do 30 burpees in 30 seconds. Or I need you to do 15 push-ups in 30 seconds. Just bring it down to the idea of work as hard as you can. So I'd always bring back the ethos of quality over quantity. Whereas... I'd love to see one perfect burpee in the 30 seconds rather than just somebody jumping around and leaving it in such a way that they're going to go and do this by themselves next week and cause themselves a severe injury, you know? So I'd always kind of bring it back to the duty of care to really, really focus on doing it correctly. Like I say, if you need to take the full 30 seconds to do one correct, 
it's going to make a big difference. That's really, yeah, so that's you're, really you're, where I bring it from. So you're looking at as we're going to set this uh, time period for you to perform these different exercises, but we want you to get the quality and get the go for the 10 reps rather than the 15 reps if it means that you're engaged, you're going down, you're squatting as low as you can, you're then going back up and you're squeezing them glutes and then you're going back down, you're taking your time, getting your tempo right, getting your form right, you're engaging your core, you're, you're looking at, you're looking at this, um, I suppose the biomechanics, making sure it's as, as crisp as it can be, you're not looking for these uh, these flimsy uh, feet forward or not feet forward, shoulders forward, kind of nearly falling forward, going down doing your squats. You're looking for this as pristine as you can do. You're looking for the polished stuff. So yeah, I suppose I essentially I always kind of I bring it back. I try to kill two birds with one stone. So I kind of always give the and essentially go through the basics of how to kind of work the movement. And then the first kind of week to 10 days, they really tell me the real answer. So they'll, they'll fill out the power cue form and tell me how hard they want to work and how much effort they really want to put in. But you really will see it then. I suppose the proof is in the pudding then when they actually take it and do it. So you can see then, I suppose I, I use a, a, an app there. It's, it's just literally called Interval Timer, but it, it tracks the workout. So it tracks, the amount of sets and the time it took to do those sets. So it's just a kind of a little gauge I find of somebody saying, I don't feel like I'm getting great results, Sean. And then I can bring it back to, well, how hard are you working? How hard are you resting? So we can really kind of, then you can put the onus back on them and see, right, well, you want to get some heavy results. We've got to up our work time. We've got to lower our rest time. Or I suppose it gives them the idea of, right, kind of, you can find out, right, is this person committed and they're going to make that effort or are they going to be that person that I have to be on every day that really they don't essentially want a coach, they want a babysitter to tell them exactly to go left or go right, you know. So that's what I always find. Yeah. It's working It's working really well, I find, because you can really see a good quality client that you can tell, right, I need you to do 20 push-ups a day, every day, morning and night. And you're not going to have the naysayers or the, as I say, the excuse merchants of, oh, I tried or I did or I didn't. Whereas that's the person that's just right. Because they'll, they'll take it on board that, look, in your, your kind of professional opinion, you know, but they wouldn't ask me to do it if I couldn't do it, you know. So you're not going to be setting unrealistic yeah. goals. And I find well, and it kind of, it's a great kind of kick in the arse for people. Right. Well, we're 10 weeks into whatever set of a plan they're on, be it for six weeks, be it for 12 weeks, right? This is, this is kind of an idea of, right, this is obviously what's been going wrong in the past, whereas you've started great day one, day two, day six, and then slowly kind of day eight, day 11, and then it just it slows back down again. So you can really just see where the trend goes. So I find that basically giving them the freedom for the first seven to 10 days to show you why things haven't worked in the past. And I suppose I find why they came to me in the first place, because 
it's, it's quite difficult at the beginning, as I'm sure you know yourself. You're asking somebody, what results do you want or what has been the problem in the past? And says, then you can really see, right, well, you're, you're going great at the beginning because the endorphins are strong and you're doing something new. And then life is get on, getting in the way or it's, I'm not getting as much water in. So it's, I suppose that's when the hard work starts for, for me to really kind of break it down and see how, how this balance can be kind of turned around for somebody. So that's, that's the side of it, I suppose, funny enough, that I really enjoy finding, yeah. finding that balance for somebody or it says the, the, the young mother that's coming in and she was, she was full of beans the first three days and then day four to day seven, you're wondering, I said, she, she hasn't replied to my messages in four days, what's going on? Or, you know, so trying to find that balance. So as I say, our, that's when your, your Dr. Phil head has to come on and you have to really change it all up. But no, I says it's a, I says that's the, the, real, the real enjoyable side of it. But no, that's, I suppose, going into a massive elaboration, that's uh, the best way to answer it, to, to break it down and personalize it to everyone. Yeah. No, I think um, you're kind of touching on it there. Like, um, I think I find with uh, the whole working working out at home and body weight side of things, it's very easy to just do it. Like, you could be watching, sitting there, binging Netflix. But, like, you can literally, you don't need to get up and leave the house or change your change in the gear and go down to the gym you can literally do the stuff do a quick mini workout right there in front of the tv and just bang it out or even going like going up the stairs if you're a bit of a a head wrecker like one of us i'm sure you could you could do bear crawls up the stairs or you could do um yeah you know you could do your walking lunges up the stairs so like it's it's very much a double-edged sword, though. Like, I suppose you can look at, like, yes, you can do it at any time you're in the house. If it's locked down, there's not a whole lot fucking going on anyway. So you have yeah. numerous opportunities to do stuff. But then the other side of it, you can quickly fall into the rabbit hole of, look, the TV's on. Am I really going to get up and actually do the fucking do something like there's a few times where I was, I was there in the old place and uh, doing a workout and had the TV on. It's like ah, my rest periods are. Uh, it's not the forty-five seconds or uh, sixty seconds. It's uh, closer to five minutes because I'm watching, I'm watching Peaky Blinders or whatever the fuck I'm watching on Netflix. Uh, you know, completely, completely. And it's that's what I do find about that is it is absolutely huge is what it is because I've, I really nailed that down with people of yes you're working out from home but you must remember treat it the same as if you're going to the gym because you want to get in and get out as quickly and as efficiently as you can don't as I just say for want of a better word don't, don't, don't take the piss because you know yourself if you treat it strictly of right 7 p.m. tonight, set the alarm, I'm going to work out. I suppose I bring it back to a lot of people of what they were doing during lockdown of working from home, actually getting up, having a shower, getting a good breakfast in and setting yourself up for the day rather than just <laughs> setting the alarm for 
8.59, turn on the laptop and then roll back to bed. If, if oh, the so comes in, just just re, re, refresh the laptop every 30 minutes. No, none of us done that at all during lockdown, you know, to keep, keep the emails yeah. alive. But yeah, that's, that was the big thing I found with people. And I always, why I use, I use WhatsApp or voice notes as a check-in because it's very easy for somebody to lie to me in a, in a text message to say, oh yeah, Sean, got the, got the hit workout in there this evening, the, got four rounds in in 2019. If they're actually right. sending me a bunch when they're finished and they're like, oh, yeah, just finished. I always, as I say, have to have that little bit of a judgment on people and your people skills have to come into it of, right, send me a voice note or even just a quick pick when you're finished to see the red face or the sweating buckets because I suppose you have to essentially you, it, it comes back to my idea of at the start of the workout I suppose give them give them an inch and then they decide whether they're going to take a mile or they're going to kind of walk walk the path you want them to walk so it comes down to your mindset and the way you want to work it really so I always look at it as if they're coming to me I'm going to have to be essentially on them at the beginning because if they didn't need that, they wouldn't be coming to me. That's, that's always the way I look at it is because if you're looking to get help from a coach, at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm probably doing a lot of personal trainers out of a job. They can find all the exercises I'll give them on YouTube and they can see tutorials of it. But the difference is YouTube doesn't message you back at 11 o'clock at night when you're thinking, oh God, I'm after having a few beers, Sean. Will I order a Chinese or can I order a Domino's? You know, <laughs> that thing of, or, oh God, as you say, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really craving this or I'm really craving that, you know. And as you say, <laughs> that's, that's the, the not so pretty side of it where you have somebody saying, I'm really craving something sweet. Is there anything, when, they, when you ask it, is there any healthy sweet treats that I can have? And it's one thing I always hate to hear from people because, I don't know what to say. It's, it's something you probably find with nutrition. I think it's a psychological game. As I say, if, if you're craving a cheeseburger and it's going to get you through the week, you have that cheeseburger. But I put that onus back on every one of my clients of, you must remember, you still have to do the same amount of work this week, but you have to add in burning off that cheeseburger yeah. as well. And, and once, once people understand that, they realize that, the short-term gain against the long-term hatefulness, essentially, I suppose. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so that's really well with people, to be honest. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Like, um, I suppose as well, if there's, you know, it mightn't just be the one person in on it. So, but like, the one, the one way I'd say you could work around that is if you're, you know, if you're working out from home, get whoever is in the household involved, you know, like, um, yeah, take, you know, Joe Wicks back when it was full on lockdown, he was doing the daily classes and for the children, he was there, he was doing it with his kids yeah. and he was getting people involved. Like, so like if you're, if you're in the house and you're working out and your partner's there watching the TV, get them and get them involved. Like, there's your extra weight for resistance training uh, or whatever, get them in. You can do different types of exercises. You can do, you can do rows if you have that person there as support, body weight rows 
or even uh, things like wheelbarrow carries, you know, make it fun. Make a little competition. Oh, it's, it's actually unbelievable. As, as I was chatting to you about it during lockdown, I had about eight different couples that was working with me during lockdown. So some of them were friends there from GA backgrounds and working backgrounds, but I came up with a kind of a, a great little routine for people of, you're talking about the wheelbarrow. So really, you just either or starting in the passive position. The other person is just literally grabbing their feet. So you're doing kind of walking. You're not, I suppose, it's, you progress it or you regress as much as you need to. So you're doing walking push-ups. So you're going to walk kind of four kind of steps on your hands, do a push-up, walk again. Oh, that's dirty. And the other person comes <laughs> The other person coming behind you is just they're doing they're doing squats as deep as they can, but they're doing a little bit of a kind of an upright row or essentially a shrug. Yeah. So they're kind of bend the so they decide themselves how they want to work it in. So essentially you're gonna bring it in close to the body and get that little bit of an upright row and then holding it back up straight into kind of a little bit of a shrug. So getting as much movement, I suppose, getting as much bang for your buck. But I found that works so well with people because they were doing it with their spouse, they were doing it with their roommate, and it was straight away, there was your gym buddy, there was your gym partner of, I'm not in the mood for it today. Nah, don't be silly, come on, let's do it. It's a bit of accountability. Exactly, as I say, it's essentially, it was taking the pressure (laughs) off me to keep off them to do it, that they just, they wanted to do it, which was a massive, massive help I found. Yeah. No, that goes a huge way when if you have, if you're in that environment where there's another person and like, it's so easy if you see them on their phone or whatever, on the laptop or watching Netflix or whatever, it's like, ah, fuck it, that's what I'm going to do. Where if you get them involved, there's banter, there's back and forth, there's a bit of a competition too. Look, oh, completely. Look, as you you know yourself, as it says, with your own with your own partner there, and I see it myself. You, if if the area around you is not kind of looking to make that change, or as it says, if somebody else is sitting eating a pizza or binging watching Netflix, it's going to be quite difficult. It says when the when the demons get into you for that last set or those last couple of reps, it's going to be very easy to just throw in the towel and just. I suppose, go back to the excuses of, oh, well, and then blaming them. Whereas, look, it's you that wants to stop. So I suppose it's, it is, a, it is a, I suppose a, a coin with the same head on both sides of, look, if you want to do it, it doesn't matter about what environment you're in. But essentially, if you're having that struggle at the beginning, you need to get yourself into an environment. So if where you're living or where you're staying isn't... Uh, I suppose, an upbeat or an exercise-minded area, you need to get yourself into an individual space. So you got to get into that bedroom, lock the door, or just close up so that you're in a space that is just, that everything in that area is in the same mindset of you as wanting to train, wanting to progress, wanting to do better. So I suppose that's what I find about it is if you can, of course, if you can surround yourself with another person, but look, a lot of people are in lockdown by themselves. So they can, it can be quite easy to find that. But I suppose the big one I find is, and I'm probably going off here on a mad tangent, you're going to have to cut me off. (laughs) It's finding, 
the big one for me is and what I found with people and I found it for using it myself to be honest just finding that why so like when you're not in the mood to train tonight or you've, you've done a done overtime and work and you're coming in and you're like oh well I have to train today so I'd always find it and what I get people to do is write up why they want to do it so I want to get in shape because there's a wedding going to be after lockdown or I just want to look better in clothes when I can go out again you know so or I want to be able to kind of have the crack with the kids more and not be exhausted you know every night going to bed so if you can find those couple of whys that's going to keep you accountable yeah you- it's going to it's going to make everything a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, you're, you're looking for what's actually going to drive you and what's actually going to stick. Like, that's massive. Like, isn't it, Pump. Is it uh, what's it, Pump. to say in the five whys? Ask the question why yeah, five it's, times. It's, yeah, it's it's massive. I suppose it's really what I always put that onus back on the people of, well, why, why did you message me on Instagram or why did you come out of your way to ring me, I suppose. You could exercise yourself if you wanted to, or is there any particular reason why? And I always, sometimes people can always say, Jesus, he really goes into detail or into depth asking those questions. But I feel it's quite important because they can easily just come to me and pay me and say, just get me in shape. But as I say, that's, that's I suppose, just, and I suppose some people do like to have that, but they're not emotionally invested then of he'll just tell me exactly what to do for six weeks. And that's it. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't enjoy doing that. And I try to avoid doing that. I'd always, I'd much rather you jump on board at me, as you know, yourself work for the six weeks, 12 weeks, or even six months. And then step away. I suppose we can't shake hands at the moment. So <laughs> touch feet or do whatever our, our distance wave at the minute. And, that they can, you can step out then and you can say, right, well, I can sustain this now for the rest of my life rather than, okay, I'm going to fall back into a slump and I'm going to put another stone or KG on. Sure, look, I'll be okay. I'll, I'll just get over it. And then when I have my next event or whenever I want to get in shape again, I'll just give Sean a call. And look, it's a story for another day, but that's probably part of the problem of this industry. But I feel it's what needs to be done of people finding the balance of what works for them long term rather than kind of the quick cash grab right throw Sean a couple hundred quid there he'll have me looking the way I want in six weeks eight weeks and then whatever happens after that what odds we don't care about that so that's kind of my big ethos on that I find I don't know what your opinion on that is but I find it probably the best way to provide a service really I think uh, that's yeah, that's bang on. I think that's a that's kind of a good point to leave it on. Yeah. So, thanks and uh, chat you in a bit. Look, hundred percent, folk. Fair play to you, and look, we'll be chatting to you. Bye bye. All the best. Good. Well, that's a wrap on the first episode of Don Censored Fitness Podcast, hosted by Gary Glamartin and Sean Gallagher. I hope you enjoyed, and if you could, like and subscribe. Bye, everybody.